How you like them nuggets, baby? How you like them nuggets? Dude, it's these nuts. It's impressive. What what else can we say, man? Like every, everybody that that wrote me yesterday that was all worried and um, concerned that this team is um, in need of a big win to solidify their spot. You guys, this was it. I mean, this was the win that we can put a stamp on. We can put our appreciation. Uh, we can put a little bit of, um, um, you know, um, thrust behind this win because this is a real win. This is not a, a cheap little... Um, what do you want to call them? Um, beating the Pistons. This is literally the best team in the NBA right now. And they're playing at an incredibly high level. I think this is their first loss since Porzingis has been put back in the lineup, right? Um, since he got injured. So I think it's like eight wins in a row for them. So we were able to stomp that out pretty quickly. Um, it just goes back to uh, what 49er uh, um, said about this team. He said they are a, get this Mark, ready for this? Streak killer. Yeah, I love that. I mean, this last two-week span, I think maybe a little bit longer, maybe a little less, but in that range, we've beat so many good teams. You know, you can read about it all over. NBA.com mm. has a new power ranking out that came out just before the game, Dave. And number one team, Boston Celtics. Number two team, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, they finally got out of that, stuck in the fourth spot on NBA.com power rankings. and. Yep. We did that because we beat the Timberwolves. We beat the Nuggets twice. So a hell of a, a stretch. A stretch that we looked at it, and when we, when we saw the schedule, we were like, that's when the gauntlet is thrown down. That's when the game gets really hard. That's when the games start stacking on top of each other. Hmm. We had a nice, easy you know, beginning of the season, but now it's going to get intense. And we just walked through the first real test, and we let everybody know and the whole NBA that we're for real. Uh, we got to do our take care of business against the Hawks tonight. We've got to continue to do what we're doing, but there's really no reason for us to not move to number one in the power rankings. I get mm. the Celtics still have a better record than us, but once you beat them, um, yeah, that that says that says enough to me there. Um, but well, I'm used to the team not getting it. respect though. Let's go through it. December, right? A lot of people started rumbling that this team looks really good. Um, they got to do some great things to happen. And then they do this in December, right? Mavericks, Rockets, Warriors, Jazz, lost to Kings, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Clippers, lost to Lakers, Timberwolves, Knicks, Nuggets, Thunder, beat the Nets, right, man? So check yep. this out. 10 and 3, bro, for the month of December. That's what we just did in December, man. Um, and, and that's great you know like but the last few games is where we start to circle because we were able to pull off the nuggets and timberwolves and and all that other shit now the celtics but now we have a few games that we need to win here we've got tonight the hawks the nets again and the wizards on the eighth man um those three games right there we are must wins as far as being able to put a team away and, and proving that we can do that because everybody's watching us right now we have a target on our back after beating the celtics like that um now we got Hawks, Nets, Wizards, Heat, Trailblazers, Magic, and Lakers, man. All these are ga games are 100% winnable, and we could go on a crazy win streak right now if this team is just focused. Let me ask you, now that we beat the Celtics, are you ready to say that we're the best team in the NBA? Um, I've, I've been <laughs> saying that um, this team is a top three team in the NBA for since the beginning of this season. Um, 
I look at the Celtics as as a premier team, but more so the Celtics is the best team in the East, which we all know um, the um, sensitive East is um, not really all that strong, right? Um, I think the Thunder would have the same record as the Celtics if we switched around um, um, putting Oklahoma oh, City in the yeah. East. So um, that's what I think that, that would happen. So do I think the Celtics are, um, are the Thunder are the best team in the league? I think it has to be 1A, 1B, Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Celtics are the two best teams in the league. And I think that anybody that's going to say, well, they don't have this player, they don't have this player, this player is better. Uh, listen, we're talking about 12 deep guys, all right? We're talking about um, defensive aspect. We're talking the offensive aspect. We're talking about what we're doing and how we're playing right now. Like, there's, there's maybe the Celtics that are better than us. Um, and I say that with all due respect, even though we just beat them. Um, but the Celtics have made it to the finals, right, with this team. Um, you know, adding Porzingis um, is a big add there. But this team is is proven that they can get it to the finals. And that's what this Thunder team is, is trying to prove. So for us to say that we're the best team in the league to a team that's made it to the finals before, I got to pull my brakes and say, let's just wait for calling us the best team in the league. But I am willing to say that there is two teams that are above the rest right now. And it has to be Oklahoma city. And you have to say that that next team is the Celtics. And people will say, what about the Timberwolves? Like, listen, we've been saying the Timberwolves aren't for real for a long time. All right. And their recent record will kind of show you that. So hell yeah. El bro. We appreciate that, dude. That's awesome, bro. Thank you. Appreciate that tip. Love hell you. yeah. You're the best man. It's great to see you again. Um, Dave, I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong to wait. I think there's a couple of reasons. Um, but first of Dude, all, like I you love it when you tell me I'm wrong because it makes me excited. Like, because I truly believe that this team is great, but for you to say that I'm wrong saying that this team isn't the best team in the league makes you excited. So please, please tell me. You know, after the game, we, we got off the air and we started talking to each other a little bit. And we're like, how do you think the Thunder are going to handle this in the locker room, in the film sessions? And there's no doubt in my mind that they're going to handle it the same way that they would handle a loss. Hmm. There was a lot to learn about this, about winning a game. We, we snuck away with the win, but we were yep. up 18 in the fourth quarter, Dave. Like, hmm. this was not, like, a really a close game. The Celtics made the score close, but, we, I mean, it was 18-point lead with, like, seven and a half minutes left. And, yeah, like, they showed what they can do and score quickly. They beat the... The Pistons in a very similar situation where they're down by 20 at halftime and then they storm sure. back. But the reality is we are not where we're going to be and the, sure. and the Celtics are peaking. And because of that, if you're almost your 1A, 1B and one team is on the rise and the other one is about to start feeling a dip, then you know for sure that your team is better. And sure. that's why I want to go back to the film study. You know, and I want to say they're going to be pissed. They're going to be pissed at themselves. They're going to be pissed at the ball movement. They're going to be pissed at the shot selection. They're going to be like, we should have won this game by 20. But, sure. but we but failed I, to I close. I want to go back to that. I want to go back to that. In the fourth quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, what did I say that the team needed to score in the fourth quarter for us to win the game? Um, I think 26. 28 points. We scored 29 points. All right. Mm -hmm. This is where it's at. The team knew exactly what we needed to do. All right. It wasn't this hidden agenda that we need to put 28 points up on the board in order to win the game. I think that was a very well-known thing because in order for the Celtics to win, they would have to put up almost 40 points at that point, you know? 
So understanding that 28 points was our, our goal right there, right? The guys, our shot selection wasn't a bad shot selection. What we did at the end of the game was we drew out and we waited until the last second to take a, a shot. And to me, like that, that right there doesn't mean that you're always going to get the best shot. That it means that you passed up on one or two good shots to get to that point, right? So that's what I saw right now. Um, last night was we rushed some shots at the end of the shot clocks that that may have looked like a bad shot, but then again, we wasted seven more seconds on a, on the clock rather than um, take that shot. So I, I think that the way that we closed out the game was crucial to understand exactly where this team is going because they knew okay. exactly where the point mark was at. I, I think. I think there's a lot to learn still, but let's talk about what we did right instead of what we did wrong. Um, well, let's let's go back a little bit. Let's talk about Josh Giddy's game. Josh Giddy. Oh, Josh Giddy. You know, you can you can focus on those free throws, those clutch free throws. Dave, you called 100%. I wasn't sure about that, but those free throws were amazing. But the the reality was it was the sequence where he knocked down a three. Yeah. And then immediately had two assists, hmm. um, one to a backdoor cutting Wiggins and another one, um, Shea, you know, got to the post and his man fell down and he kicked it to Giddy and Giddy sent it right back to him. Boston hmm. called a timeout almost immediately. And that to me was like the spark in the fourth quarter that we needed. Now, that fourth quarter was closed, like I mentioned, by Giddy's free throws. I was shocked that Shea th- sent him the ball in that situation. Sure. What else did we see in that fourth quarter? Um, you said we were waiting, we were, we were working the clock a lot, but yeah. how about Chet knocking down threes, clutch threes, late right. in the cl- in the shot clock, and how about Shea's ability to find him, you know, draw the defense, mm-hmm. and we saw Zingas step toward him a little bit, he'd give him the ball, and I mean, honestly, if Chet J-Dub, didn't play that level, we would not win. Hit, didn't he hit a three or two threes in the fourth quarter as well? You know what I'm saying? Like, we had this output of fourth quarter points where Shea comes out of the game and it looks like the Celtics are like, ha we can relax. Shea's out, right? The yeah. man is out. And what happened, bro? Bam. We Bam. like bit. We Jay like will. hit hard. And it Jay was will. like, holy shit. And like, it wasn't even the lineup that I said that I wanted to see out there. You know, we talked about the end of the third quarter. I said, I want to see this lineup out there. You know, there was no Chet when that run went on. There was no um, Josh Giddy out there when that run went on. And that's what's so impressive about that run. It was, it was all these other guys of Mischich who played outstanding last night. Um, he, he got 11 minutes, but he got a three-pointer. He got five assists. He got a rebound in there. He just was everywhere, man. Didn't get a turnover. I, it just, to me, like last night, there were so many aspects of the game that was so impressive. And like for me, like you said, Josh Giddy, but, you know, 23 points. He had um, six assists and eight rebounds uh, playing that power forward position. Lockdown, man. Shea, the best night that I've, I've seen him play in a long time. And let's just, t- let me tell you why it was. First of all, he had 36 points, which is pretty outstanding. He only had one steal because they were doing some great things, keeping him away from getting those steals, right? Um, but his seven assists, his six rebounds, that was it. Was was great, but man, he shot five for eight from free throws last night. You don't see that from him, right? But he was able to step up in a way that I, I can't express other than his three-point shot looked like deadly as all get out. Three for five. Yeah. That was the most impactful shooting night of this season for him. And this is why, is because it opened up everything else for him. He got those nine points from the three-point line. He was able to do whatever he want, getting to uh, the hole after that. 
You had Boston Celtics throwing everybody at him. Tatum was guarding him. Brown was guarding him. White was guarding him. Uh, they put Porzingis on a switch on him a few times. It, it was insane how many different people Shea had to deal with last night. But the reality of what happened when what Shea was able to do, it all started with that three-point line. It opened up the game, and it really put us in a really good position. It did. And we saw him go to that shot quite a bit more recently. He had a couple games where he struggled with it, but then things have started to click. It's looking more smooth. Josh Giddy's three-pointers, it's money right now. Um, the, the J-Dub's looking great. Dort's looking great. Uh, this whole thing is really clicking at this moment, Dave. Like, I've never yeah. seen anything quite like this before. I've seen individuals peak. I've seen, you know, teams peak, but I've never seen the, the combination at this All right, it looks like Mark, you there? Looks like we got a freeze on Mark. Um, but yeah, just echoing what Mark is saying right now, which I can't hear him. And let me just make sure I'm not. Yeah. All right. Um, so I just, I get back to this and I, I get incredibly excited about the way these guys played you on defense, on offense. Um, Casey Wallace had a steal. You had Aaron Wiggins had a steal. Kenny Hustle had some big minutes in there, even though he didn't have a lot of points, but his 13 minutes were incredibly effective. Two assists, four rebounds. This is a, a game that you're going to take a look at and we're going to circle and we're going to really get an understanding of where this team is at for the future. Um, you know, Chet's 14 points, his seven assists. I mean, he was passing the ball. He was looking really good on defense. His four blocks on defense. I mean, that was just so impactful for where this team is going. Um, you know, uh, John uh, put up here on the, the chat, SGA had zero turnovers. Um, that is a huge thing for me because, uh, you know, looking at this team, we have some guys with um, um, high turnovers. J-Dub, five turnovers. Josh Giddy had three, which is not really that horrible. I think it's one of those things that we want to circle and, and, and try to get him to do um, a little bit better. But Josh Giddy was passing the ball so well. And his, two of his turnovers were happened where he had a miscommunication with the guy cutting. All right. I don't hate those turnovers because he's trying to get the ball to a guy that's cutting and sometimes it's not going to work. But it's a um, uh, uh, people will say it's a, um, um, you know, high cost to to a play like that. But to me, like if he gets a dunk, um, then that right there is is, is helping the guys. So um, I'm not too worried about uh, Josh Giddy's three turnovers, but Shay's last night, zero turnovers, hell of a night, uh, really putting that in perspective. Um, Jeff, uh, real quickly, um, uh, we don't, we don't like to talk. I mean, trading is one of those things I want to set throughout there. Jeff, um, he, Jeff is asking about what do we think about the uh, Lori marketing, um, possibility. I want to trade, but I want to trade, um, the off season to either move up in the draft to pick a better, um, athlete out, a better player out, or I want to trade that pick, uh, to be able to pick up a player like Lori marketing or somebody else like that. That's going to add to the chemistry next year. Not, not necessarily this year. And, I understand there's a lot of people out there that are saying trade, trade, trade right now, but we have to hold fast. We got to sit. We got to hold tight. And if we can do that, then we can build this team, build the chemistry and get it going better because it's going to take time. Um, 
Mark's computer crashed, so he's going to load that back up as we're talking right here. Um, and I, um, El Sombro, let's uh, let's talk about yours on Thanksgiving. Everyone outside of hardcore fans were ready to trade Giddy. Now he's been arguably a secret weapon as to why we've won these key games. And what is the one game that we did not have, Josh Giddy, guys? That was our one loss to the Lakers. So um, keep that in mind because Josh Giddy creates a very difficult uh, mismatch. And we saw, we're seeing him, you know, shoot better. I think in the last 10 games, he's shooting like 43% from three point range, guys. 10 games, 43% from three point range. He's getting on fire. His assist rate's going up. This is exactly what we need from this team. Um, I, I'm excited for this. This is a good moment. And I think we're, we're in a good spot with this team to be able to continue to see this team on the rise. Um, we've got some more comments in here. Um, Stan says, I don't want uh, the best team in the NBA title yet. I want to keep hunting and not being the hunter uh, just yet. Let Denver have that. I agree. Um, I think that's something that we, we as Oklahoma City Thunder fans want to see. Uh, in the future, but on the same sense is it, it's. I mean, I'll be honest, Dan. It's gonna be hard not to have a target on our back after the last few games, and I think uh, the uh, January switch is gonna happen where we become the hunted, and I'm okay with that because I'm ready to see what this team can do uh, when they're expected to win um, night in and night out. So uh, I like it, dude. Um, Kevin, last ten games, Giddy, um, and SGA. We'll take it up plus 100 for Giddy and SGA plus 101. So uh, Josh is playing outstanding. Shea is playing outstanding. Chet is playing outstanding. J-Dub's playing outstanding. This is, this is the exact thing that we need to do um, is hold on, guys, is hold on. Watch this game tonight. Watch tomorrow. Get a better understanding of where this team is going to be at. But more so, I would like highly recommend you guys take a moment and watch a play that happens, okay? I want you to watch the, the connection that Coach D has to Shea. So when we see a team, when we see uh, uh, the Hawks at the free throw line, I want you guys to watch Shea's eyes. They're going to show it because you'll show Shea talking to Coach, setting up a play. That next time down, I want you to watch what, that play, what happens with that play because it's key to understand exactly what's happening with the Thunder is watching the connection with Coach D and Shea to be able to set up plays when there's been a dead ball. And in order for this team to continue doing what we're doing, we need to see those plays right there produce a number of buckets because if they can come down and hit a free throw and Coach is talking to Shea, setting up everything, the second they hit the free throw, we can go down and we can hit a bucket and make that free throws uh, you know, null and void. That's what we got to do with this team. And I get excited, man. This is exactly... What we've been saying all year about this team, we've been saying that this team is for real. Uh, there's been a lot of Oklahoma City Thunder podcasts out there that have been saying that this team is not for real. This is not the team to get excited about. That's next year. But we've been there since day one, uh, throwing elbows, saying this is the team to get excited about. Because we truly believe that when you find greatness in Oklahoma City, and I, when you find greatness, period, but in Oklahoma City, this is the beginning of greatness. And I couldn't have said it any better than what Chet said the other day. And I put a uh, short up of Chet talking. Um, somebody asked said, uh, um, something about Chet. You know, what have you proven to these people in the NBA? And Chet says, I haven't proven shit. I've only played 30 games. 
that's exactly what these guys are trying to do. I mean, even Shea. I mean, if you want to say people would ask Shea, what have you proven to the NBA? Shea would say, I haven't proven shit. I've only been in the NBA for five years or four years, whatever it's been. So that's my point. Nobody on this team is ready to say, I'm better or we're better. We're the best team. They're still trying to prove it. And that's why this team hasn't peaked. When this team is peaking, this team is going to be connecting. And when we see this team peaking and connecting at the same time, that's when you guys are going to know. That's when it's going to be obvious. And if we are able to connect in January and peak in January and get to that point where we win 15 to 17 games in January, like that's the type of shit that, that we've been saying is going to happen with this team. It's going to be obvious that this team is the best team in the NBA when, when it's all said and done. And Mark and I believe it. Alessandra, we know you believe it. This is the team. This is the time to buy in. If you get a chance to go watch this team this year, you need to go watch them. You need to take the time out of your day, time out of your evening. Go watch this team because everybody has an opportunity to say, I remember when I went and watched the team play when they made it to blank position in the playoffs for the first time in, in, in a long time. So this team is it, guys. Buy in. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back uh, tomorrow. I don't know if we'll do the game tonight. I'm planning on doing at least halftime of the, the live. So uh, definitely join in if you guys can. And we appreciate you guys. We will talk soon. Love you guys.